As older adults with vision loss, we understand your fears, your frustrations, and feelings of isolation. The Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss is here to help you as you pursue the independent lifestyle you deserve. For more information, visit www.aavl-blind-seniors.org or call 916-995-3967 for more information. AAVL, a supporter of the ACB Media Network. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in, take my hand, say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious, we'll be friends. Let's start with visibilities for May 13th. Where is this year going? Um, I want to welcome all of you. We have uh, a good number of people here this evening who obviously have spent a long time being very interested in the spoken word, be it through a radio reading service, be it through a dial-in newspaper service, uh, be it audio description. And we've got some people that have been doing it and who have been involved with it for a very long time with us tonight. Um, let me first tell you that uh, Neely Opplinger is with us. Neely is the executive director of the Metropolitan Washington Ear, which I believe is probably, if, if not, it's not the oldest radio reading service, but it certainly is in this area, and it was um, a pioneer in audio description for live performances. And so Neely is with us. Uh, our own Mike Duke is with us. Mike, many of us have known, we were talking earlier about how long we have known Mike. Um, back in the day, Mike and Jay Doudna would be recording the conventions, um, working with Jonathan Mosen. On cassette tapes, Mosen, no on, Yeah, really? <laughs> you mean you didn't start with seven-inch reels? <laughs> <laughs> no, that was Mary. That was uh, that was Mary. Uh, Mary, uh, what's it? Mary T. Ballard. <laughs> oh, Mary Ballard. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Mike has done so much with ACB. I can remember calling him quickly like, Mike, I need one more assisted listening device in room such and so at a convention for, uh, you know, for someone that we didn't expect in that room that, at that hour. Um, but Mike is also a past member of the um, IAAIS, which I know I'm going to follow up when I try to say it all out. It's the International Association uh, no, I already lost it. Audio, audio, audio information, information services. services. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I'm still a member. In fact, I'm on their board. So. Ah, you are on the board. I knew you had been on the yeah. board in the past. I didn't yeah, know you still were. And then the third person that's on this evening who's going to give us an update on um, LA Ayers is Christine Shaken. And she's also, she and I have become a team of late 
we've been doing a, a number of of the Zoom calls for Council of Citizens with Low Vision International and here on Visibilities. And so I want to welcome all three of you. I wanted to start probably with Mike, since he's in a thunderstorm and we're afraid he might lose his electricity, um, which would mean we, he will it's lose his telephone down. It's connection. calmed down right now. So. Well, I, the, it, it, our basic topic tonight is it's not your your mother's radio reading service, because it has changed so much through the years. And probably what I believe, and they, our guests may uh, hopefully will agree with me on this, is the electronic age has created a very, very different landscape for radio reading services um, throughout the country and probably throughout the world because of it now being able to be on the Amazon device. We will not use her name. We will call her Lady A because there's one sitting here in my office and she will talk to us all night long if we say her name. And so that's why I asked Mike if he could give us some idea of some of the radio reading services that are now available to anyone throughout the country via the Amazon Echo. And so with that, Mike, I'm going to turn it over to you. And thank you so much for joining us tonight. Well, thank you, Terry. And uh, I like to talk about radio reading. And, and yeah, I know I like to talk. But uh, <laughs> uh, radio reading is, is very important. I started at Radio Reading Service of Mississippi in 1988, uh, coming at that point from a 12-year commercial radio background. And um, at the time, in 1988, the only way to hear a radio reading service was on a subcarrier. Uh, there was one, right. I think at the time, there was one service that was on an open channel on the regular FM channels, and that was the one in New Orleans. They actually are still operating. Uh, they have they do some other things now. I think they're associated with, uh, I think it's with Tulane or one of one of the colleges there. But so they do some college baseball and some things like that because they're open channel. But they do some radio reading on that same open channel. They they are one of the services that you can get on uh, on other devices. In fact, if you have a, I'll talk in a little bit about the Victor streams. And, and some of the things you can hear there, and that's one of them. Uh, but for the, you know, basically in 1988, you had a radio. It was a table model uh, radio made by one of three companies, none of which are in business anymore. Uh, and I, just as I was coming to radio reading, we were beginning to see some portable units that were. Um, made in China, and, and one for a while was made in the States, but uh, it's long gone. Uh, people liked the portables because they could take them around the house or around the yard or whatever. Uh, and as the makers of the table model radios disappeared, then everybody's radios now are the portable units that uh, I tell people all the time, we we supply this radio, you can plug it into the wall because it's got a power cord built in, or you can put batteries in it, which we don't supply. But uh, And 
some of those radios, some of the portable ones actually work quite well. Uh, every now and then you get a bad batch because the quality control across the pond is uh, sometimes a bit lacking. But uh, for the most part, the, the 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 best dealer, the best supplier in there in the market right now, keeps a pretty close watch on the quality control and and uh, tries to take care of these customers, which which I really appreciate. Um, at about the time I came into radio reading. Several services, including Washington Ear, Metropolitan Washington Ear, and, and Neely will talk more about this, but uh, several services began offering a dial-up service component. Sometimes it was the same as their uh, radio component, but sometimes it was not. And usually when it was not, it wasn't because you could uh, – Dial it up, and you know you would get the telephone menu. Press one for this, and three for that, and five for another thing. Uh, and there are several services who are still using uh, the telephone. And for a while, there were a couple that were only using the telephone. I, I don't know if they are still around, but uh, uh, they were. Uh, there were a couple for a little while uh, that wire were only using the telephone. Uh, one of them was uh, Wichita, Kansas, and one was, I uh, forget where the other one was. And so there have been various generations of the telephone uh, information services. Uh, and in the mid-90s, uh, NFB Newsline came along, uh, which has a lot of local newspapers from around the country and a lot of magazines and, and has expanded and is, uh, has gotten really big. Uh, it can now be telephone-based or uh, uh, has a, they have an app. So around, uh, around Y2K, I guess, was when it really started taking off that people started looking at, we need to be on the Internet. Uh, when people would listen to other radio stations and other audio signals on the internet and ACB radio was getting cranked up about that time or uh, radio reading services started uh, trying to get on to get their signals on the internet. Uh, I don't know who was the first to do it. Uh, Kansas audio reader was one of the first Minnesota radio talking book was, which was the first service in the country period, uh, was on on there quite early. Uh, my service came on the Internet in, gosh, I meant to look that up before I left the office, but I think it was about 2010 when we got on. And uh, so then along come the smart devices. Uh, Minerva, as I like to call her, she's got a, a, a hundred other official names, unofficial names that don't set her off to looking for stuff and trying to do stuff. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, a number of services are, are on smart speakers. I don't know of one that's on a Google home speaker. That's not also on 
the Amazon boxes. Uh, and I don't know how many are on the Google Home speakers because the the two aren't transparent. If you're on, if, if, if you know, if you got a signal on Amazon, it may not be on the Google Home box. But um, <clears throat> the the majority of the member services of IAAIS, and there are right now about 40 services that are members of IAAIS. The majority of those services are now available on. Lady A, and uh, several of them also have their own standalone apps uh, for Android and or iPhone uh, that uh, you can, you know, you can go to and uh, and bring them up that way. My service is not on Lady A yet. It is on our to-do list. It's been on the to-do list for a while, and we kept having some physical plant issues uh, that I won't bore you with here uh, that kept getting in the way of doing a lot of things. And so I've been trying to just keep the station on the air while the other people are trying to keep the building from falling down uh, <laughs> the last, uh, the last, uh, you know, year or so uh, uh, we've been having to do some extensive construction around the building and so, you know, things have kind of gotten slowed down in terms of, of developing that that app. One of the things that the the IAAIS Audio Information Services Group does for its members is they have a person who will create a skill specifically for your radio reading service. Uh, really? For for a fee, of course, but you know, it's it's not a it's not an exorbitant fee. And uh, he has gotten pretty good at it, and uh, he's he's going to create one for my service as soon as uh, as soon as we get a few things uh, situated uh, on my end, so that he doesn't have to go back and rebuild it every time we move something. Uh, it, make sure the stream is in the same place all the time, you know, and that kind of stuff. Uh, so my service will be up there. Uh, I'm looking forward to that for a number of reasons. The the subcarrier signals that we all used, uh, and most and most of them still most of us still have a subcarrier component. Uh, that's a weak signal anyway. It was a weak signal when the first service came on the air in, in uh, Minneapolis-St. Paul uh, over 50 years ago. Well, now you have all these proliferations of uh, low-power FMs and FM translator signals, and so forth. Where you, you know, there's not a blank space on the FM radio dial. So nobody's signal, be it the main channel stereo signal or the subcarrier signal, nobody's signal covers the territory that it used to because I call it I call it air pollution. Uh, because there's so many there's so many stations on the air on the FM band now. Uh, we have in the Jackson area, for instance, we have had since 1967. We had one of the first stations that was on a 2,000 foot tall tower, and that station at that time would cover a 300 mile radius on FM uh, with with you know with anything more than just a little portable radio. You you could hear that thing in Memphis, which is over 200 miles away. You could hear it in New Orleans. You could hear it at my grandmother's house, which was 200 miles away from here. Uh, you know, 
and and in some cases further than that. Well, now within that same circle, there are other stations on that same channel. So, you know, everybody's just everybody's coverage map on radio is drastically reduced now because of the population of the uh, of the yeah. FM band. Back in the when I was in college, there were like three public radio stations that I could hear between 88.1 and 91.9, which is the you know, commercial subband where most of the public radio stations are. I could tune across there and count three signals, and the rest of it was just the FM hiss, you know, the white noise that you hear uh, when there was no signal on. Well, now, of course, it's wall-to-wall signals, and the result of all that is nobody's signal goes as far as it used to. So that is why it's important for us to be on the Internet and, uh, of course, to, to be on the, uh, the smart devices, the Lady A's and so forth, you have to have a signal that's on the Internet for them to be able to hear it. You have to have an audio stream that's available, and that means, you know, an Internet source uh, for them to, for those devices to work. And then you have to give the device instructions through its, through the uh an Amazon app or skill or whatever they call it this week uh, that say when when the person says play radio reading service of Mississippi uh, you know it'll know it'll know what you're talking about uh, but it's very important for the industry of radio reading uh, which we now refer to in most circles as audio information <laughs> services to have this presence because otherwise there's a lot of coverage that we used to have that we don't have anymore. So that's very important. Uh, I'll talk some more later, but I'll let the other people talk for a few minutes too. Let let me ask you a question. Um, Do you know roughly what, uh, what radio reading services are available through the Lady A these days? There are there are at least at least thirty or so that are uh, Kansas Audio Reader is uh, Kentucky is the Lexington Service Kentucky uh, Radio I um, the uh, station we the station we talked about in, in New Orleans Houston uh, Sight into Sound is up there. Um, uh, Mind's Eye, which is the St. Louis area uh, out of Belleville, Illinois, they're up there. Uh, they also have their own app. Uh, Omaha, Nebraska service is up there. And uh, then you know, those are the ones I know off the top of my head. All of those are also on the, uh, you know, you can get them with your Victor because if you have a Victor stream, uh, because they also have a presence on TuneIn. Uh, if you go to the uh, to the uh, Victor Stream uh, uh, and do a search on on the uh, in the audio search there on on uh, on the uh, stream there for 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 audio streams, type in uh, either audio information service or radio reading, and uh, 
you'll find a bunch of them that uh, you can add to your favorites and and just listen to on your on your Victor Reader stream uh, or track Victor Reader track or second generation stream whatever you happen to have or uh, if, if you still have a Bookport Plus that you can get on the internet you know you can listen to them with that uh, with that one you have to put them in put the URLs in yourself but uh, the uh, but the Victor Reader will find them. Uh, if you just search for audio information service, uh, it'll give you a whole list of them, and occasionally one of them won't come up, but uh, for the most part, they they do. Well, thank you, and that kind of gives us a great segue into uh, Neely. As I say, Neely is the executive director of the Metropolitan Washington Ear, and has been for what, about 14 years or so now, I think. And um, I know the ear has fairly recently um, become available with its with most of, with some of its um, services on the Amazon device and through and tune in. And so, Neely, welcome. Thank you very much, Terry, and um, good evening to everybody on this call. I'm probably, I, I'm, I may be among the oldest ones here, but I am one of the new people. I've only worked at the Washington Ear for 15 years, and I know people like Mike yes. Duke have been around forever, and I revere Mike and all the buddies at um, IAAIS. So I've learned a whole lot. From, from all of them, and I really um, adore them. So it's nice to be with you. So um, we are one of the older services. We were not the oldest service, and I, I don't, I just give you like a thumbnail history. Um, we were founded in 1973 by Dr. Margaret Rockwell, who later became Dr. Margaret Rockwell Fansteel. And um, many of you may have known her or certainly known about her. She was blind when she founded our service. She was blind when she earned her PhD. She raised all the money. She raised $100,000 by herself in 1973-74 for our first um, radio broadcast. And um, she was fierce. She was a fierce advocate for um, accessibility. And so uh, we started out at a six-hour uh, a day, um, five days a week of the metro of the um, Washington Star, the Evening Star, and the um, Washington Post. And so the Star is long gone, but the Post remains, and that's still our our main uh, publication. Although we have about a hundred publications, so um, she also, uh, with her advocacy, she was uh, she was fiercely uh, fighting for. Um, accessibility on television. And she was part of a group here in the Washington area that really pushed hard for it. And I think there were other people around the country who advocated with her. And she won and was awarded an Emmy for her fierce um, advocacy and um, persistence. They used the word persistence. And I think we can all use that word. That's what makes things keep going. Um, so for fighting for that for television and as you know, it's sort of, it's all being phased in now, uh, but there were a group of people who worked very hard to make that happen. So in 1981, she developed this process of audio description. Once again, 
responding to a request from uh, Arena Stage, which had a, a grant for accessibility for uh, theater. And she loved theater and she loved the opera. And she uh, invited Cody Fansteel, who was the voice of Metro at the time. He was an engineer, very brilliant. They were so brilliant as a couple, you know, she said they could just sit and talk and not need the rest of the world. But they, so they devised this process of audio description, which exists today and is used around the world. And it does bring people into, I just have this real quick quote from our history about the impact of audio description at the time. And it's true today. A lady who had retinitis pigmentosa said, I actually saw a show for the first time in years. Now I know when you hand me an FM receiver in the theater, you give me my ticket to equality with the sighted world. That's pretty great. So um, I can talk about audio description later, but you know we're talking about radio and that's how we started. And we're now 24 seven. When I came here in uh, 2007, we, we were streaming then so I guess that counts as internet. You have to be on the internet to, to get it. And um, we also had a, uh, and still have an archive for 30 days. So if, there, if somebody's talking about an article and you really wanna read that article, if, as long as you know the day that it was broadcast and the publication, you can go right to that and, and listen to whatever you missed. And a lot of our volunteers who are the heart of everything we do for, for all the services, they like to listen to their own broadcast to make to, to critique themselves. They're hard on themselves too, by the way. They want it to be perfect. And we, we do say it's not always perfect, but it's mostly perfect. So um, I, I just feel like I'm such a new new person here. So but we when Dr. Fansteel brought in the dial-in service in 91, Mike, you may know about this. I was told by Bill Pasco, if, if you all remember him from Arizona that um, Dr. Fansteel was sort of shunned by the, most of the services for a few years because they thought it wasn't pure radio. And so now, as Mike said, a lot of services use that. And that, so that was uh, one of the first ways that we went out and did something that was new. And it's not limited by 24 hours a day as the radio is. So there's just a ton of information on there and people skip and scan the paper just the way a sighted person does. So she was maybe a little ahead of her time, but Bill managed to bring her back, Mike. I don't know if you know that story. Um, I do. I was uh, I was uh, there when she came back. Yeah, <clears throat> so that was really a great thing, and it shows what great people, kind and thoughtful people are associated with IAAIS. I, as I said, I learned a lot from them, and I was on the board for two terms, and just my head exploded the first time I went to the meeting. Uh, I just learned so many things, Wait. including how to pronounce that, I-A-A-S. I had no idea before I went to that meeting. <laughs> so, uh, so we're doing all the things, and we, we are on the Amazon Echo and the Dot, and um, we're starting a pilot program to purchase some of those with a grant to give them to listeners who already have Wi-Fi and we'll be able to, to, with our help, to program it to, uh, so, but a number of people already use it. And our tech person is, um, he was working on a way to make uh, the dial-in accessible via that, 
uh, the, the smart devices. Um, he's done it, but it, it's a lot of work. And I think somebody else, somebody with more technical experience could do it more easily and, and make that accessible because that would really be great. And Terry was talking about an app for that. And we would, we would really love that because we, we want to keep up with technology. I'm technology challenged. And as I said at the beginning, I only like it when it works. When it doesn't work, I want to go through the ceiling because it's hampering my day. But I, I just will put in one word for the radio. And that is that some of our older people, we have people who are over 100. And, um, and even if they were technically proficient when they were in their 80s, some people just want to turn that on off volume button and listen. And so we have to keep the radio for those people. And maybe as we go on and on in future years, maybe um, there won't be anybody left who feels that way. But I think we need to do it for now. And but it still expands. So I'm always open to new things since I'm not a totally technical person myself. I, I use it, but I don't love it. And so um, I like to learn from Mike and all the other people around the country of what what they're doing and uh, the other ways that we expand what we consider news and information is uh, through audio description and we describe about 50 60 plays a year and in March of 2020 the theaters here closed down and it was really sad for them because I know that they took a real hit so um, they in September of 2021 this fiscal year they reopened. And we were nervous about going back. I, I don't mind telling you, a number of our describers are in their 70s. One has got to be in his 80s. But um, they're all first-class people, and about half of them said, no, we don't want to go back. We're just not ready to go back. But the other half is covering the plays, and there are fewer plays because some of the plays have been canceled due to COVID among the actors because they have to be in such close contact. So we have... Uh, to date, we've only covered 25 plays, and we have about eight to 10 more before the season renews itself in July with a, a new season. And I'll tell you, a few, only a couple of theaters, the small ones, but we cover mostly big theaters, but we take on, we take, try to take on anybody who wants us. Um, I have to take the equipment, our equipment, um, to some of the smaller theaters, and truthfully, I don't want to be in the sound booth with somebody, you know, we both would have to, to, to set it up. The describer would have to be in there with somebody who's not masked but because they can't wear their mask when they describe. And I would have to be in there to set it up, although I would wear my mask. So but I, I wasn't quite ready at the beginning of the year to take the equipment anywhere. And luckily, we, we only missed one play before that. And that was one that's a one time every year, once a year. And the Describer didn't want to go either. They said the venue was too small. It used to be in a huge place. And so, but we're, we're learning to cope with COVID and still keep up with technology and still keep going. And I think most of the services have not missed a beat. And that is just so fantastic. So the other two things that have nothing to do with technology really are we have a lookup service every night for two hours. And if people call us during the day, we'll look up whatever they want. We'll stop what we're doing. And that's, that's a way to provide information. And, and people really like that. I, I can tell you, I found vintage hubcaps for somebody once. I know nothing about cars except they run, but he told me what he wanted and I found them. And um, I found some concert schedules for people and I find uh, those 
that, uh, that what is the beer, the craft beer. We have one listener who loves those little, um, or uh, what do you call them? They're not exactly restaurants, but they're places you can go and get the newest craft beer. And so he, I've looked up a few places for him. And, and so that's just another way to keep in touch with uh, our listeners and to perform a service. And as Terry knows, we have a weekly electronic newsletter that goes out by email if people want it. We don't just, we don't want to overload people. If they don't want it, we're not going to send, load up their email with it. But it's, it's, um, it's been great during COVID. Not only does it have news from every jurisdiction, um, it, uh, reports from executive directors of, of, of counties, county executives and uh, the mayor of D.C., everyone who has a newsletter, we put the whole newsletter out. And um, so during COVID, it has just had an immense amount of information because we serve Maryland, D.C. and Virginia. And the rules are all different, as you know, and they change almost weekly. So we tell people what the mask situation is, what the vaccine situation is, what about the boosters, who should get it, who shouldn't, where can you get it? There's a lot of free food distribution and there's some pretty fancy looking cars in that line. This is affecting everybody. People who have a ton of money are not immune from COVID. So Yes, and I know many people, um, many people get the weekly newsletter a lot of us have forwarded it to other people through the years. Um, actually, two of the people who I, who no longer are with us, unfortunately, uh, who used to put it out to dozens and dozens of other people uh, with Charlie Crawford and Janet uh, Morrison. Yeah. And so if anybody isn't getting it and um, is missing it, please don't hesitate to contact Either me, everybody knows my visibilities50 at gmail.com or Neely at the uh, Washington Ear and we can get you put right back on that mailing list because I know that there's a lot of people who used to get it who haven't been able to, who haven't gotten it since because they weren't on the initial list. They were on other people's lists. Oh, that's uh, especially true. like so, Charlie and uh, Charlie and Janet in particular come to mind. They both sent it out to an additional hundred people or so, probably. Yeah. Neely, can you tell us a little bit more? Tell everyone a little bit more about what is available through the uh, Amazon Echo. What's available? What I'm, I'm thinking like the morning show, you know, what's available well, that people would be interested in from, you know, from other places as well. Well, our entire radio schedule is available on, uh, on the Amazon Echo. Uh, and what kind the of program? is not. Uh, we have right, the dial-in isn't, but what kind of show, what kind of programming, if you will, is, um, is available through the radio. I know there's uh, some books that are read on a daily basis. The books we import from Minnesota. They are the king of, of current bestsellers. <laughs> and Dr. Fansteel worked with them to, we, and in fact, when, if anything happens to our stream or, you know, our ability to broadcast, uh, we broadcast through a subcarrier channel of WIDA FM, the public station of, uh, then we, we go straight by satellite to uh, Minnesota. And, and so you might be listening to their, 
they had a show about hunting news, which I had to turn off because I'm an animal lover. But <laughs> everything is on. Um, the Washington, we have, we have major newspapers like Washington Post, uh, New York Times, um, Wall Street Journal. We have Washington Times for a different point of view. Um, and then we have a lot of, we have all the special sections um, on, so we have a two hour live broadcast for now recorded during COVID of the Washington Post main sections. And then other sections like um, the business section, the travel section, um, the out, outlook section, health and science, those all have their own either one hour or some of them, if, if they're short, they have a 30 minute program on the radio. So there's quite a bit on the radio. Um, we have, for instance, the local, we have the Baltimore Sun and the Annapolis Capital Gazette. A lot of people like that. It's, they're really well written and um, I, I like to listen to them myself. So we have a wide variety on the radio and an even wider variety on the dial-in. The dial-in has 35 to 40 hours a week, a day, I'm sorry, to choose from because people skip and scan. They, as Mike said, they, they push a, a button and they, they can go to the Washington Post, they can go to the New York Times, they can go to the Greenbelt News Review. They can go, and um, then in the, and then it's segmented inside that, so you can go specifically yes. to the obits and so forth. Yes, and we have the comics, we have the TV listings, we have the food ads, the shopping ads, um, we have the election guides, you name it. Uh, are we um, the obituaries? People really like the obituaries just to keep up. Um, and every we just have so many things on the dial, and it's hard to keep up with. Oh, it is. It, the dial-in is absolutely incredible. It, yeah. it really is. And we uh, had the schedule of the thing. National Symphony Orchestra and the um, Baltimore Symphony Orchestra at um, um, Yeah, there's at a lot Blackmore. on there. And Can we it, have their program notes that we read. And um, it's just got so much that... Um, and people can skip and scan. We have the program notes for every play that we cover. We just sent some today to the National Theater for Hairspray. That'll be described on Sunday. So we have recorded two people just work on the description for each play. One describes it live after some previews. And then the other one writes and records program notes that are played pre-show and at intermissions. Um, right. Five minutes at intermission and 10 minutes before the show, just to give background information that the describer can't get in. Right. Um, okay, so one thing um, that I think everybody needs to know is the how, first of all, how they get it on their Amazon Echo and the uh, website address so that they can look up what is on the radio schedule. Well, there's a number to call, but I'm not sure that uh, that's up to date. But if anybody wants our radio schedule, we can um, email it to them or um, give it. Oh, to OK. Them I thought it, I'm sorry. I thought it was on the website. My mistake. Um, but the website is www.washear.org. Uh-huh washear.org well it's also reminding you what you need to do every morning <laughs> they can, can access the radio at any time by just going to the website and it's streamed or you can say listen now it's it's either you know it's you can listen to it live or you can go to the archive right and if you wanted to hear it 
if somebody just wanted to see what's on and went to their Echo device, they can just say, um, I'm trying to remember what you said. It's gone you know, from me I now. I have to look that up because you say, you say, I think you say, play uh, Metropolitan Washington ear. I think that's right, Terry. And that, I yeah. I'm quite certain it's just say play Metropolitan Washington here and it will just come on with whatever is yeah. going on at that time. That's pretty close to what it is. If you if yeah. that's wrong, somebody should call me and I'll tell you. Because it's um it has to be the precise wording. Yeah, and it will be in our in our show um in my show notes on the visibilities.net website as well. Okay, we'll put well, the, the, the number and that in there. All right. Well, I thank you, Neely. Um, I want to give ask Christine. I'm not ignoring. Um, okay, we do have one hand raised. Why don't we take that for now? And then I want to ask Christine to tell us a little bit about LA Airs. So, Paul, you can unmute. <laughs> Paul. Paul, you might need to get to the got it button, which that screen that comes up if you're on an iPhone. Oh, hi, Terry. I, there I you unmuted, are. I unmuted once, but uh, my phone wouldn't wouldn't listen to me. Um, <laughs> just a quick question. Um, the um, one of the items Neely mentioned, and I think you did too, Terry, was the uh, uh, usually a weekly newsletter put out by the year that has all kinds of information in it and it's, yes. it's invaluable i haven't gotten it in the last couple of weeks i just wondered if anything changed like it normally used to come out on fridays and um i just want to be sure it's still coming out and uh i just missed it oh i don't think you missed it i sometimes you know there dave and i are the only ones here and it goes to both of us I went over and tried to send it out this afternoon, and we're having trouble oh, okay. with our email. And so Dave can get it out, but I I can't get to any of the. Um, that's fine. Information. It, so it'll it'll pick up again. That's that's the one. I just want to be sure of that. Will. Okay. Thank you, and thank you for all you do, Neely. Uh, you oh, uh, took over you, from Paul. Margaret, and, and many of us didn't know that this thing could continue, and it, it's thriving. And we appreciate your help. That Absolutely. is so nice of you, Paul, and we really appreciate you and the way you send on our information to other people and you, the way you keep in touch with us. We just really appreciate you. All right, and why don't we do one more. Um, Phil Jones, if you want to unmute. Thank you so much. And uh, <clears throat> I'll try to be brief on this as I can because I knew you have a new, another segment to get to. But uh, around four years ago, uh, uh, here in Georgia, at the Georgia Radio Reading Service, we did a, just a complete upside down thing with our programming that had been in two years in the making. And uh, the way we have things set up now is uh, we still have the little radios because we do understand that people are just not, uh, you know, <laughs> technology and apps. And uh, we also are mainstream. We are uh, streamed. We are. Uh, we have a dial-up service as well, and we are heard on the Lady A. And we're also heard via podcasts. Uh, we redesigned our website so that every single program that we air, which, you know, we, we edit before broadcast, as soon as it is aired, it goes into what is known as podcast ready. 
And then everything is in a podcast, like, for instance, our newspapers, they're up on the website for a week after they air. Our um, magazines and special service programs are up for a month after they air. And the book library, well, it's just growing. The books just stay up there and it's growing. So that's pretty much the way we do things now. Podcasting is really a big way of the people listen to radio now. And that does include radio reading services. Well, thank you. Thank you, Phil. Um, it sounds like a very good program as well. I, I'm just thinking as we're talking about this, um, anyone who would like to, uh, yeah, I know we've got, I'm looking at the list here and seeing we've got people from all over the country tonight. If any of you would like to send us, send me the information on how to get, how to, how to access your radio reading service and if it's available through the echo or through podcasts rss feeds um just drop me a note at visibilities which everybody knows i say it's just like disabilities only with a v instead of a d it's visibilities50 at gmail.com and i'll be glad to put it together to put up on our website as well uh from that, let's just, Christine, want to give us a couple minutes on all that you folks have been doing with LA Airs of late? Sure, I can do that. Um, so the Audio Internet Radio Reading Service of Los Angeles has daily airs, local newspapers, um, Second Vision, um, all different ones. And what I can do is, I mean, we it's this is actually the first time they've been on the Amazon Echo because they weren't they weren't on that before. So now also on Apple, Google Podcast, iHeartRadio. So I know I'm talking really fast. So what I can do is I in, I can include all of this in the show notes. I mean I can send it to Terry and she can put that along with the other um, information on the website. Do you want me to do that, Terry? Thank you, thank you, thank you, Christine. Christine is wonderful at doing show notes for me. <laughs> And also, real quick, when you were asking Terry which ones were available on the A-Lady, I did happen to find a link that says what to what which ones were available on the A-Lady, so I can send you that link as well. Great. Great. And I will uh, definitely get it out to folks. And at least I'll put it on the uh, on the list, which would be wonderful. Terry? Okay. Yes, Neely. I have the directions if you want them. Oh, okay. But you have to say the name that you don't want to be said. And then you say, play the Metropolitan Washington ear on TuneIn. On TuneIn. That's the piece I was missing. There yeah. we go. I kind of do it without thinking. Because then I'll have to ask Dave if he's changed it. <laughs> but I think that's the way. That It, it is. It's on TuneIn. I, 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 I do it unconsciously. And that's when I actually had to stop and think about it. I knew I was in trouble. Um, thank you very much. I'm just wondering if we have anyone else who has any questions or comments. Uh, more than welcome to raise your hands. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have, uh, you know, to raise your hand on uh, the computer in case anyone has forgotten. It's Alt Y to mute and unmute is Alt A on the smartphone. 
It's in the lower right corner under the more to raise your hand. And in the lower left for uh, to mute and unmute. And on your telephone, it is star six to mute and unmute and star nine to raise your hand. And I see that Melody, if you'd like to, uh, you are unmuted. Good evening, Melody. Good evening, Terry. It's good to participate. Um, we have Voice Corps, the Central Ohio Radio Reading Service. It had not been previously called Voice Corps. I think the name had been voted on. I think I was a senior in high school, if I'm not mistaken, when it was around 2004. And you can get it on all the, the, the Lady A, the um, Siri can play on the iPhone. You can get it on TuneIn. There's a way to set it up to where the iPhone or iOS devices can actually play it. Um, it's also on our Wide Open West Channel 150. If you don't have SAP turned on, it'll go to the NPR channel. You have to actually have that on to get voice core, and they also have the receivers. And I have a personal story. In 2019, when I was fighting the bacterial pneumonia ICE right before the untreated covid it saved my life because my dear heart, he had just become executive director of ACBO, his debut by himself. He was on, it was right after Christmas and he was talking about technology and if Santa Claus is giving me anything for Christmas, you know, you want to play with it and everything. And he was on and I thought, really dear, you're talking about Santa Claus and this is my first time getting my iPhone to play this and I have to have my respiratory therapy and the nurse and the RT were laughing at him and I was listening to it through my iPhone. And the Honorable Chuck Adkins has become my dear friend, and he was director of operations, I think, over 40 years. And just a couple weeks ago, I think, just got another job, and I haven't texted him. And he has been phenomenal, and his, his radio voice, he, he'll advertise. You'll hear him on ACB Media for Alliance and for certain things for the convention. I, I adore him. So I, I love Voice Corps, the publications. They're also, they've been featured on our community TV channel, and I've had the chance to email ideas, and I actually had a job offer in 2019 by Chuck, but I was one, in one of those facilities that I've known for, and I couldn't get out. So now, with COVID, they're not letting people come in person, but I hope to eventually help them out. Well, thank you. And uh, it's good to know that. And if you want to drop an email to me, I'd be glad to add that to our notes. Um, and Chuck is a very good guy, too. He, he's really nice. And sharp, and he's and he's got the Mike Duke seal of approval, so he's got to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! Well, um, I'm just wondering if anybody else, any of the of you folks, Mike or Neely, if there's anything that I've not thought of tonight, uh, please don't hesitate to bring it up. Um, in the meanwhile, I'm just wondering, I believe we are being streamed at this point. Um, I see Rick is on here. So I'm guessing that we are. And so I do want to do a couple of quick announcements um, before we go off the stream. We've talked a lot about COVID tonight. And um, I've made a tough decision this week. And that is that I will not be going to Omaha. I went to the AFB leadership conference last week. And there were only about 150, 175 people there. And 
within a couple of days, we start we started getting notifications of people who uh, had who had COVID at it, and I'm just not comfortable with that with bringing it home. So I'm going to be doing this virtually, doing the convention virtually with those of you of the rest of you who are doing it virtually this year. And I'm really, really, really going to miss the people that I would have seen in person. Um, I just wanted to get to, to let means people the hug know. Is, the hug is bigger next year, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> Michael Smitherman, if you're still on here, remember that. <laughs> um, I'll be waiting. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who don't know, everybody knows Michael Smitherman is the hugger of the the hugger of the uh, exhibit best. hall. <laughs> oh goodness. Um, and the other thing I wanted to bring up is next week, we are going to have a back, to, I, I guess it's, it isn't quite back to the future. We're going to be looking back and looking ahead. And I would like everyone who's been involved with visibilities over these last two years to join us next, next Friday night, um, whether you've been a presenter or a participant or thought that I really did a lousy job, <laughs> whatever. Um, I really want to look at what we're going to do over the, in, in, the, in the future, over the next couple of years. We will be, the, I believe it's the 21st of this, of this month. It was two years ago, the 21st of this month was our first show, was our first Zoom call. And um, it's time, and, and so, you know, I think we've, there's a good number of you who have stuck by me for the two years, and I'm hoping that we're going to continue to do that. And the other thing that that reminds me of is anyone who would like to get on our visibilities email list so that you're getting one message about a week. Well, unless you're on like a bunch of other lists, too. But for me, anyhow, there'll be the one message from visibilities. Just send me a, a an email that just says subscribe in it uh, to visibilities50 at gmail.com, and I'd be glad to put you on the list. And it was wonderful. The people that I uh, saw from that I made that announcement last week and some of the people that I got uh, responses from this week. It's been great to touch base with a few old friends from ACB and some new ones. And with that, I am going to get back to this. And if anybody has any questions I, or any other comments that you'd like to make, I would totally entertain them at this point. Karen? Yes. I, uh, two things. I'd just like to thank everybody for being on this call and for the invitation to be part of that and, and talk about um, things in general. And I also want to recognize Sandy Museal. I, uh, she's on this call. She um, uh, is so great about sort supporting all everything that we do. And she doesn't miss a chance to tell other people when she has low vision uh, meetings. Uh, she's always sending out something about the Washington ear. She's just such a great person. And Sandy, we just love you. And it's so great to just be with you tonight. And for everybody else, Paul does the same thing. And I, I thanked him for doing it. I, he might have left already, but he does the same thing. When people help 
all of the services by um, letting everybody know how to um, how to get in touch with the services and what the services are doing. It just means a whole lot. Yeah, Paul D'Addario does a great job. And Sandy, I don't think we've had the pleasure, but I would love to get to um, in contact with you at some point uh, whenever is good with you, because we're, I'm also a person with low vision in the D.C. area and uh, currently serving as president of the uh, board of the MW, of the Metropolitan Washington Ear. Uh, you know, I, we live too close to the Beltway. I tend to just say MWE and everybody's like, and that means what exactly? Um, so, so Sandy, this is Andy. thank you for all of you. Hi, Sandy. Yeah, um, I finally found my unmute button. Um, thank you, Neely, for your uh, kind words. And Terry, I would love to meet you someday. Uh, maybe we could have a cup of coffee somewhere in Bethesda sometime. That I'd would be lovely. Or we could at least have a conversation over the phone. True. And whichever way works for you would be great with me. I would very much like to do that. Okay. All right. Um, and we have one more hand up. Penny Reader. She's also a member of the board of the Washington Ear. I am, and um, I have been listening to the Ear since 1974. Uh, and I always tell people that the radio reading services are really the most liberating thing that ever happened to blind people. And the good thing about it is you don't have to be high tech to do it. And um, when I was a kid and I couldn't read the newspaper unless somebody was willing to read it to me, it was terrible. And the ear was just wonderful. Uh, and I was at home for many years as a stay-at-home mom with little kids. And I was really better informed than most people I knew because that ear was on all of the time. And I always tell um, rehab teachers, especially rehab teachers uh, for people who are older adults who are losing their vision, that really the best thing you can do is sign people up for the radio reading service in your area. So I just want to thank all of you guys because um, I really felt then and still do that you had just like saved my life with the, the constant stream of news that was available. Well, Penny, we thank you very much for your service on our board and for promoting the things that we're trying to do. Oh, you're so welcome. Penny is, Penny's actually the one that got me involved with the ear, I think, to begin with when we first moved down here. We first here. moved here, yep. Yeah, <laughs> we had heard it back in, oh, I don't know, the late 70s, early 80s. We had friends down here and had heard it down here. But, you know, 20 years later, um, it was Penny that got me. She says, you've got to get on. You've got to register for the ear. <laughs> How else are you going to know it's on And it was a very wise it, move you know? on her part. <laughs> And with that, I want to thank Mike and Christine and Neely and all of you who've joined us this evening. And uh, and those of you who have volunteered through the years and have worked on radio reading services like Phil and those of you who, like Paul and Sandy, get the word out to people. That's the important thing is to get the word out. And thank you so much for joining me this evening. And I'll see you next year, uh, next week. <laughs> <laughs> see you next week for our second anniversary. Good night, everyone.